0: he just wants a werewolf yeah, won't, he wants a werewolf spooky won't want Danzig dude who wants Danzig spooky <laughs> I mean, uh, wants point. a werewolf
1: I want your spookies
0: <laughs> I need <laughs> your spookies I'm
1: trying to think of anything else <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of something else to not think about yeah, dancing. <laughs> dude you made it through that beer pretty quick are you moving on to LeBat? Yep. Yeah, he's moving on to, to LeBlat. LeBat. 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 It's LeBat, right? LeBat Blue. I was mixing Blue into LeBat. LeBlat. LeBlat. Oh, you should just call them Le LeBlutes. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking a blue here. Just grab me one of them le LeBlutes.
2: We're ready. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) 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 Meow. (laughs) Meow. All right. And with that being said, you're listening to My Friend's Favorite Records, a podcast where friends force each other to listen to new music and rediscover old favorites. I'm Jay Watt, here with Pappy and Poots. How are you guys doing?
3: Hey.
0: hey, what's up, U M double
3: effort M double
1: Doing pretty good. Good, good <laughs> doing to pretty
2: hear.
0: Okay. Yeah. A okay. Uh, you got? A
2: okay. How,
1: how about you?
0: Uh, I'm here, doing all right.
1: Yeah, by good, I mean I'm like good by pandemic stemmers. Stemmer, stemmer, <laughs> standards. standards. I mean, let me try pan, it again.
2: Pandem-er stemmers. Pandemmer stemmers.
1: <laughs> let me just do a. By good, I mean by pandemic stem blah, blah, blah. Just, That's better. Take that one. Perfect. <laughs> well, Pandemmer stemmers. All right, let me write that down. You, you got, got the Pandemmer <laughs> stemmers. Why is that so hard to say? Pandemic standards. Try pandemic it. Say standards. Pandemic standards. standards. But pandemic say it fast. Standards. Try to say it pandemic, fast. Standards. pandemic standards. It's a little hard, right?
2: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, pandemic standards. Pandemic standards. Oh, there I fucked it yeah, up. Yeah,
1: see, there it is.
0: Pandemic standards. Pandemic standards. Pandemic standards. Yes.
3: Oh.
2: Pandemic standards. Pandemic standards.
0: Pandemic standards. <laughs> pandemic standards. <laughs> pandemic, standards. <laughs>
2: pandemic stammers.
0: Yeah, stammer, stammers. Pandammer stammers. Panama. All right,
2: mm Mhm.
3: Um,
0: you guys have anything good happen this week uh, since we last recorded? Anything positive, uh whether it's something you checked out or did experienced? Yeah. Cool, moving on.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there have uh, been a few things uh that have happened within the last week that were very positive. The first thing I'd like to point out is that there was a new Sincere Engineer song, and it was pretty awesome. I it figured that was awesome. going to come up. Yeah. They got really
2: signed co- to a huge label.
1: Yeah, they got signed to a pretty big indie label. Yeah. Who's that? Hopeless Records. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah we,
2: we were that's both really like, who cool. the fuck is Hopeless? And then we started looking at all of the bands on Hopeless, and we were like,
0: oh. Yeah.
3: There, there used to be <laughs> low cards on there. There used to be
0: like a big ska uh label too i used to have a couple of their compilations yeah. mm-hmm. they did a hopelessly devoted to you compilation. oh i remember yeah.
2: that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah no yeah i checked out the song too it's it's very cool i'm excited yeah. about
1: it it's really uh it's really catchy and um just happy to hear some new material what spooky spooky, <laughs> spooky. <laughs> yeah i I, uh, I remember seeing uh deanna saying that they had a full album recorded like ready to go before the pandemic and they were going to hit the studio and then everything went to shit but they obviously uh recently were able to get back to a studio and record some stuff even if it wasn't just if it was just the song but it seems like they've got yeah, some more stuff coming, coming yeah. that's pretty sweet um, so i'm excited yeah i'm excited for that eventual release it's it's nice it's a uh, breath of fresh air to actually have some new things come out that spark some uh, positive vibes.
0: Nice. I don't know if you're picking that up, but there's a horse and buggy running by my house. I hear it. I hear (laughs) the clip-clop. Yeah. Uh,
2: Lancaster County.
0: Yeah, it's either a motorcycle or a horse and buggy that are causing issues with this. Um, Pappy, do you have any more?
1: Yeah. um, The other thing I just found out today uh, when we are recording this, Mets put out a new record and i've never been a huge mets fan not especially the fucking baseball team (laughs) not let's just make that clear but they're a band that i've seen live at fest uh recently and i've always like listened to some of their material and it would make sense that i would like the band uh, because they've got some similar vibes of other bands that i enjoy um, and the record was pretty cool. It kind of had like a daughters feel to it, and I think the the bassist has been playing with daughters. I don't know how much songwriting he does, but it kind of had okay. some daughters feel.
0: I'll have to um, check it out.
1: Mostly though, it sounds like Drive Like Jehu, Hot Snakes. Oh yeah, cool. But maybe a little gr- like grun, not grungier, but um, noisier, like noisy garage rock sound to it. You know, cool. but really well produced. So it was enjoyable. I'll probably check it out some more. Nice. Yeah, you got anything?
2: We took Utah to the beach and it was magical. That's,
1: right. that's we,
3: right.
2: We drove six hours just to spend like an hour on the beach with him. And it was so worth it. And he, he hated I the th- water. I think kind he of. loved it though. He loved running around on the beach and seeing other dogs. And cause we went to a beach that's dog friendly. So there were yeah. other dogs there and it was nice because everything was socially distanced and not scary at all. But, um, the water was still really warm for, you know, the mid-Atlantic, which is still not very warm. But considering it was the end of September, it was still nice. And we uh, we took him out and he reluctantly got like half his body in the water and uh, <laughs> acted as though we were murdering him. But he loved running around in the sand and just being a mess and smelling everything. So it was, yeah. it was so fun and wonderful. I
1: got a really great picture of him where he... <laughs> walked up right up to the ocean and he just looked out and just stopped like he stopped everything he was doing and he just looked out and like it just looks like he's like oh my god what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. it was awesome. his first time like he yeah. walked up and then the water started coming toward him and he, and he started like out. freaking out and stepping backwards and i was like no just come here get in and yeah yeah
3: <laughs> really cool. I think
2: what was weird for him because the sand goes out under from his paws when the water recedes. Yeah. And I think that kind of freaked him out. But then he saw this other dog barking at the water and was just was like chomping Wait.
1: at the water, trying to kill it. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> but awesome. that was really magical. Yeah. Pappy and I did go pitch and putt golfing too, which was a hilarious and beautiful disaster. <laughs> I, yeah. I almost hit a car on the street. Which is pretty scary.
0: But it didn't happen, so it we're all good. Yeah, it was a good well, time. Well, work on your aim, and next time you might hit the car.
2: I try to work on my aim, Joshua, but I have an eye problem, so I can't understand what's happening sometimes when I'm doing things that require a lot of good vision. <laughs>
1: I have an eye problem, so I can't understand golf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, how about you? <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> So, I got a couple of things. I watched a four part documentary series on Netflix uh, called The Challenger Final Flight. And it's about <laughs> the Challenger blowing an o ring. Blowing an o ring. Um, but it's actually a really well done documentary that goes in, like, really in depth in that whole event, like everything leading up to it and what happened and how it all went wrong and all that kind of stuff. It was really cool. Another thing, a new album came out that i recently started listening to this week uh the band idols put out the album ultra mono and i checked that out this week and it's really good um i would suggest checking that out if you get a chance motherfucking motorcycles (laughs) motherfuckers
1: um what would that be for fans of give me a little taste of
0: for fans of I believe one time i was playing them at your place uh when we were hanging in the backyard and you said it kind of reminded you of ceremony Um, okay it's kind of like i would say a little bit of garage rock punk rock british punk rock that kind of uh okay thing they're uh, a little bit political but like uh stand up be proud like everybody's uh, equal and Unity and Love and all that stuff. Uh, very high energy band. Um, I really suggest listening to them, checking out some live videos. like They're really cool. Brad. But the final thing that we all have is the other day we all went to go see Chris Gethard do stand up uh, here locally in Millersville. Yes, we did.
2: At Phantom Power.
0: Phantom Power, yeah. Phantom Power.
2: Real sweet. Real sweet spot.
3: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it was outside, um in a like parking lot field area. You had to wear your mask and everything until you got to your table. You could take it off if you uh were willing to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was great. There was a local comedian. Yes. Um, there was also
2: I'm gonna give her a plug, Audrey. Yep. Audrey yeah. She's fucking hilarious and she usually hosts is that what it is mcs i'm not sure hosts, i'm not super I'm, yeah yeah I, I used to go to a guy walks into a bar every monday at the lizard lounge and it was always a time sometimes very funny sometimes i'd want to smash a beer bottle over someone's head but um audrey was usually there and i always thought her sets were hilarious so i was really excited that yeah. she was she was funny I, I enjoyed her and yeah. she was
0: a really good host for that she's she a, was, a great yeah.
2: host and you i mean the fact that she hadn't done anything in a while and had only started doing stuff again because of the pandemic was just great to see her getting back out there and it's cool. But the whole thing was hilarious and wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Do you remember what
1: the uh, the opener his name was? He was really funny.
0: Martin somebody, but I forget, I forget his name.
1: I just remember he, he referred to himself as the childish
0: Latino. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he did. He was really funny though.
0: Yeah, he was really good. He was opening for Chris. I guess they um, travel together a lot doing stand-up.
2: I want to say something about the whole thing is when he was doing his set, I did not realize at that point in time that Chris was sitting back behind us. Not super close, but he was behind us until I heard his laugh. (laughs) And I was just like, I didn't even turn around. I just knew. I was like, Chris Getherd's back there. That's his (laughs) laugh. That's him giggling. (laughs) It was just so good. It was so nice to like, do something with the two of you outside and kind of feel normal for a little bit. It was a really wonderful it experience.
1: Really just felt really good to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Like and not like it just even though the pandemic obviously is surrounding us people with masks and everything and he brought it up here and there but it really just kind of washed out of my mind for, you know, an hour and it was really nice.
3: Yeah. yeah
0: for sure. It was It was a really nice time, and kind of the first real event that we got to do together since before this all began. uh,
2: My God, that's been so long. We were
0: supposed to uh, go to a Hershey Bears hockey game uh, for my birthday the weekend that everything was just shut down. Like, the day before the event, everything was shut down. Uh, And that was the last thing we had planned, and I, I don't even totally remember, like, what we did before that you know and that was mid-march I do. <laughs> yeah i do remember we watched a flyers
2: capitals game and you guys drank an entire bottle of pink whitney and yeah. i went to bed <laughs> i wonder why i don't remember
3: <laughs> yeah
2: it was a really good uh last hangout in it was, person it was. to it was. be honest i mean we
0: didn't know it was going to be the last hangout but it was a good we one. didn't but we went out with a bang we did go
2: out with a bang <laughs>
1: Speaking of a bang.
3: <laughs>
1: That's what I'm fucking talking about.
0: I think we have a record to talk about.
2: <laughs> Is that the joke you wrote down?
0: <laughs> no, it's not. the uh, That actually was totally off the cuff. Okay. I liked it. I knew as soon as you said it, I knew what you wanted me to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to love my joke, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> Alright, speaking of going out with a bang, let's start off with a bang. Talking about the record of the week. Leaving La Vida Loca by Antarctica Vespucci. I'm not Mm -hmm. fluent in Spanish, but I believe that translates to leaving the crazy life. (laughs) It does. And, you know, I I
1: wasn't quite sure I had to consult Wikipedia, but wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? That is a parody of Ricky Martin's Live in La Vida Loca. What?
0: I missed that.
3: I what? did a lot well, of research. I don't I know how I missed know, that. Right? I, I...
1: I read the one sentence Wikipedia page about this record, <laughs> and they and
0: they informed me that it was a parody. Wow. I Thank you for doing the deep dive research on this record. Yeah. You're welcome. You were the backbone well, of this podcast. Someone's got
2: to do it. Yeah. I'm so glad that you did the deep research.
0: I mean, I just... Pappy's always who, doing that deep research. Who?
3: Ugh, who would?
0: I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: I just, I I need to know who in their right mind thinks that they can touch the great Ricky Martins. living La Vida Loca. I don't even care. It, Chris it, it, Barron.
0: Chris it, Barron If it's Chris even, it, if he it's can even touch
1: it. praising it, I don't even care. You don't touch it.
0: Well, Chris <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, touch touch it. It. yeah, yeah don't, don't touch it. Yeah, just don't touch
1: it. You don't touch it. No, honestly, it is one of my favorite uh, album, uh, Ricky names Martin albums. Ever. It's your favorite <laughs> Ricky Martin song. <laughs> honestly, it's it's my favorite Ricky Martin album. Which is also it's his, your favorite. This is album. actually, <laughs> yeah, this isn't actually an uh, Antarctica Vespucci record. It's a common misconception. It's actually Ricky Martin's um, final album <laughs> he released that he had. Uh, Antarctica Vespucci
0: performed for him he
1: wrote yeah he wrote all of the songs yeah if you read the liner notes Ricky Martin uh, wrote all this record perform it for him because he had already left the crazy life he couldn't he couldn't record it because he was gone like this was
0: his, his exit from the crazy life so Leaving La Vida Loca is the debut studio album by American band Antarctica Vespucci. It was released on July 24, 2015 through quote-unquote records. That's the Wikipedia recap of this. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Well, isn't there another... There is one one that but you already said it. Oh, okay.
2: Okay, I was going to say, so he lied. That wasn't on the Wikipedia. Or did
1: I read it somewhere else? Is it not on Wikipedia? No, it
0: says the album's title is a parody of the song Levin' La Vida Loca.
2: Are you reading this off plyricsnews.com?
0: Always, baby.
1: I don't know if they have any song meanings
0: on uh, Uh, songmeanings.com. I'm going to pull it up while
2: we... uh, Probably not, though.
0: There's, like, almost 100% not. Yeah, it's too...
2: That was a very early 2000s.
1: Could you imagine the comments for this if this came out in, like, 2002?
2: This couldn't have come... Can you imagine this coming out in 2002?
1: Yeah, post 9-11. I would have hated it.
2: I would have hated it. Honestly, I would
1: have hated it, too. Honestly, it's kind of a miracle that I like Antarctica Vespucci in the first place.
2: (laughs) Same. Well, not really for me, I guess, but it kind of surprises me that I like them so much.
1: It doesn't surprise me anymore. It surprised me at first, when Josh originally showed me them, that I was so into it.
2: Well, I knew I didn't like Chris Farren, so, at the time... What? No, I'm not shitting on anything here. I knew at the time i didn't particularly care for chris farren stuff and i didn't really know much about jeff rosenstock so you know
0: it's fair yeah yeah, yeah. um i and
2: i was listening to heavier stuff sorry go ahead.
0: no that's fine um i'm just a huge jeff rosenstock fanboy so of course when this launched i was all over it but i didn't really know chris Farron at the time um it was in fake problems, right? yeah, that's the band yeah. he was from, um which never really got into them it that's whatever it's not bad, but it's just not totally my thing, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I mean that's pretty much I mean, what's not
0: pretty much my story
1: because I wasn't a huge jeff fan i I never got into bomb, I always wanted to, um it was just a little too chaotic for me at times like his older ma- his older material i know that's ridiculous to hear what? me say but it's very uh, like anxiety inducing uh, and i have anxiety issues okay
2: can we talk about some of the other things that you listen know, to yeah. though okay. i mean
1: i understand i understand i know it doesn't sound correct but that's just the way my mind works i can't help it i'm i'm wired wrong that's i think
2: that's that was insensitive of me but i it shocks me because of some of the shit that you guys both of you listen to i'm like that is what gives you
0: right anxious yeah, no, feelings hey, well I know. if you listen to yeah. like uh album minus band the first bomb the music industry record it's chaotic for like yes. being like a ska synth uh punk rock band it's yeah got a lot going on so i i get it
1: yeah i always respected the uh I I just always respected his drive to continue making music without a band and doing all of that. I thought that was great, and you know, and I wish I would have known that that last album was so fucking good because I probably would have gotten into that, which thankfully now I enjoy. Yeah. Um. So when you, sh- but yeah. So when you showed me Antarctica, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna work. Uh. Because yeah. I also I also had no problem with fake problems, but I wasn't a huge fan or anything. And then I heard it, and I was like, wow, this is some of the catchiest shit I've ever heard, and it's so good. So, no.
2: Yeah. yeah. Can I share a memory real quick?
0: No. As long okay. as it's not a bad one.
2: No, it's a good one. Because
0: no, no bad, bad memories. memories. Go on, boats. I
2: just remember <laughs> playing, I think, Parcheesy with you guys. And, well, you shake your head because you <laughs> fucking Fuck Parcheesi. hate Parcheesy It's a great game. No, and not. ordering Sluggers... And having a wholesome little game night and we were all singing along to Antarctica and it was so fun and you even forgot about how much you hated Parcheesi for a minute. <laughs> but it was, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good memory. It's a good memory. Yeah, that was really fun. At I least I thought it was. That
1: was probably still just Soulmate stuff. It was though. just
2: Soulmate stuff. It wasn't yeah. this record, but it, that was us all bonding over board games and Antarctica.
1: Um... <laughs> My first time I heard this record was back when Josh and I worked together, back in 2015, when this first came out. Uh, he was listening to the record on his phone, and I was listening to Poots' iPod, <laughs> because I mine had broken. And uh, we swapped for a little bit so I could listen to the record. And I really enjoyed it then. And this became a very uh, fall record for me because of it coming out in July, and then listening to the next few months, and then we saw them at Fest that year, and we all knew all of the words already. Because, oh, it was so
3: fun! Yeah,
1: and it was so much fun. And there's a great video of the set where you can see Josh throw me and Poots up in the air, and then <laughs> me pushed, crowd surfed, on everybody to the front of. The stage, and then me just trying to jump back in, and then
3: yeah,
2: I got smashed on a monitor, and I had an imprint of the monitor grill on my leg for about a week after that. But I was so drunk I didn't care. No, at the time I was like, this hurts really bad, but whatever. I'm jumping back in. But oh, such good times.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: There was the uh continuation of what would become a tradition of Josh throwing me <laughs> and now Poots up during Bang. Uh, yeah. Without us, you know, I mean, we we're okay with it, but you
2: know the next thing you know you're not on the ground anymore yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden
1: <laughs> it's just expected you don't know when it's gonna exactly happen but it happens hell yeah
0: hey everybody it's jay watt just wanted to take a minute and let you know that the chucker from the dopamines has a weekly twitch broadcast that he's been doing It's called Hardcore Phonography. It's where people can hang out as he plays records from his small but mighty record collection. Everything from punk, pop-punk, metal, pop, dance, hip-hop, rock, and all other sorts of random genres. He even does vinyl giveaways. All you have to do is join the stream and say hey in the chat, then you'll be automatically entered and he'll pick somebody at random. So come join the stream, watch as he attempts to keep it on the rails while juggling vinyl, drinking, and joking with the viewers. I've attended a bunch of these, Poots and Pappy will drop in at times, so come join the chat, come listen to some cool tunes. It's at twitch.tv slash theechucker. That's right, two E's in the. Twitch.tv slash T-H-E-E-C-H-U-C-K-E-R. See you there. Warning, view at your own risk. Livestream may cause excessive drinking, vomiting, diarrhea, and prolapsed asshole. Viewer discretion is advised. All right, should we get into this? Let's
1: get into it. It's going to take about two days for me to set it up, and it's just going to be impossible to place in the podcast, so why don't you just save me from myself, because I'm losing my mind. And if you could do that, hooray for me, Six. (laughs) (laughs) 6-6, six, six, I'm living in hell. But you know what? I don't have any bad memories. Wait, no. No bad memories. I only have good memories of crashing waves. But you know what? With this podcast, I see failure.
0: <laughs> That's right. We're talking about living the Vida Loca. <laughs> no, that was really good.
1: Yeah, you That's did the a best good job. I could do off the top of my head. I'm sorry.
0: Well, grab some rope and tie me down, because we're talking about <laughs> leaving the Vita Loca.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's so good.
0: That's pretty good right there. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should actually talk about this record. Yeah, let's do it. Let's um, get into it. It opens up with a uh, sweet little simple intro song. Yeah. Two nice days. Acoustic. acoustic yeah. ditty. It's got yeah. got lots of bells and whistles in there.
1: It does. And
2: you got Jeff and Chris singing together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a
1: little duet.
2: It's so yeah. nice.
1: You know, though, I was reading about this on quote-unquote records, and it said that uh, it was recorded by two soulmates. Aw. Yeah, in a tiny room the size of a twin bed. So. <laughs> that's so sweet. But when you hear the song, it's just like, these guys sound very close and connected.
0: Yeah. You know?
2: They do. It's beautiful.
0: I think that's... Uh a through line in this record is that it's just very sweet and beautiful yeah absolutely a nice little friendship record it is yeah. it totally is
1: i love in this song the feedback fade where uh they start turning the volume up on like the note they hit you know yeah and, it starts, and then it cuts and then they do a little instrument build up and then that cuts and goes back to the acoustic and they have like little haunting oos and ahs it's yeah very very pretty
0: very very pretty.
2: It is really pretty
0: um, it's very nice for this time of year too, like listening to this on like a nice brisk evening and all those kind of almost eerie background noises like you were saying, yeah like it feels nice this time of year, like October,
2: it's oh yeah. wrapping you up in a nice little musical blanket,
0: oh, for
1: sure, oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> I think uh this song has. Two uh, very relatable lines for me. It seems you're getting tired of me, this side of me. Well, so am I.
2: You're just taking my notes.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That line is really good. um, And it's probably because I'm a very self deprecating person a lot of the time. And I feel like Chris Farron's lyrics, oftentimes, he dives into uh, the self deprecation. And I'm not even, this isn't so much self deprecation in this, it's just like recognizing the way he is uh and admitting like i wish i could change that about myself too and then also uh let me off the phone so i can sit alone at home and or sit at home alone and watch tv and complain that nothing is inspiring me do we
2: have the same notes
1: Uh, did you copy my notes again (laughs) i'm so you know (laughs) stop cheating Poots. this is the second episode
2: (laughs) these are really relatable lines though yeah i mean there's a
1: lot you know i might i'm gonna be pointing out some more throughout this record but that line too it's just i get it you know you want to stop doing something and get back to your regular uh, scheduled programming. And then you realize that it's just fucking daytime television. Everything sucks
0: and nothing inspires you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a cute little song. And it, for how kind of compact it is, it packs a big punch with its lyrics and everything. Um, you know, the tying me down for, with rope because I can't stay in one place for two days. Uh, Not so much relatable right now in 2020, but, you know, beforehand, (laughs) you know, there's times that you felt like that, that you couldn't stay in one place. You always wanted to do the next thing to some people that can be a bummer because they want you around, but you're too busy trying to, like, go after the things you want. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
2: I feel that way all of the time because I'm incapable of sitting still and just being. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... It's been a very serious challenge for me, but I feel that in my core, (laughs) deep down. I
1: I think, uh, the whole, obviously the whole record has a theme of leaving, obviously the title, leaving La Vida Loca, um, and just like seeking stability, you know, just trying to find some ground, maybe not even like stable ground for one person, but for two people to exist on together, finding compromise and things like that. So
2: yeah
0: yeah for sure that i, I mean the whole go ahead
2: go ahead <laughs> go ahead
0: no you go Boots. are you sure yes compromise
2: oh no i was just gonna say the whole record has really relatable lyrical content to people our age because obviously they're not much older than us so it's just this poppy beautiful thing that is written for aging punks <laughs> and i think that we all can relate to it on so many levels now go ahead, Josh.
0: I was just gonna really agree with the compromise aspect of it, you know, like it feels like there's a lot of relationship uh topics in here with trying to make those compromises with somebody, especially if you are a touring musician or somebody who's constantly on the go, like how do you find that time for love and partners and stuff as well? And it for m- sure. might even be about uh Chris and Jeff and their friendship and their relationship. I was going to say, you know, at this time when this was recorded, Chris
1: was down in uh, Florida and uh, Jeff was in New York. And (laughs) they were very far apart and it took a lot to, it didn't take a lot, but they had to carve out that time to get this record together and record it.
0: Ready to move on? Let's move on. Let's do it. Track two, Impossible Place.
2: Impossible Two Place?
0: Impossible for place. Impossible burger. Impossible burger (gasps) to place.
2: Ooh, let's go to BK. Yeah,
0: impossible to place. Yeah, this track
1: just really, really vibes on that whole dreamy feel, you know? Or it's got, you know, it's got some sort of feeling that's like almost impossible to place. Oh, come on. Boo. 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 But really, it it gives me those dreamy, um, like Josh, you were saying, like it's perfect time of year, October, not really spooky, but like just not even like eerie. I I really cannot place the exact feeling I get when I listen to this song, but it's a good feeling. It's almost, um, it's almost like a bittersweet feeling. Yeah. When I listen to this song. Yeah. Because it makes me feel really good. Like it's got some really like nice buried guitar riffs and chords but it's also really rocking and it makes me want to dance and sing and hold all my friends very close and yell in each other's faces. And sadly we can't do that right
0: now, but we used to.
1: And like, it just reminds me of us all getting together and putting this record on and singing together.
0: I mean, to go off of that, the chorus literally is stay around me for the evening. You don't have to be alone. Like, yeah, there's that feeling of just like you want to be with people, and yeah. you can stay around the people who care about you, and you don't have to be alone.
1: I also, uh, it's got a great ending. I love the little like cut out to the pretty like singing, and then just those heavy hits to end the song. Um, and this is probably uh, in the running for favorite track for me.
3: Okay, I know.
0: I think this was the single.
3: I was gonna. Like, this the fir- might the first have been single. one of the
0: singles that came off of it for
1: yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really tough for me to choose a song on this record because I love all of the songs, but this one just... It really just has that feeling. Like, it's kind of got... To me, it's got that Antarctica feel. Like, if I were to place a song... Like, you need to pick a song that describes this band. This would be one of the top tracks I would choose
0: for that. And I I think it would cover their whole discography pretty well, too. Yeah,
1: I know, because it doesn't really... Hit the soulmate stuff vibes too much. Maybe like a uh, hundred years or hundred years two, two hundred years. But going forward, I think into loving the time of email, it really encompasses like everything.
0: Yeah. So like you said, impossible to place has a really nice ending, and then you get this little, uh, synthesizer doing a little thing. I don't know what you would call it, like a little doo doo dee doo doo doo. My first
2: notice, I love the bleep bloop open of (laughs) this.
0: The synthesizer does a a, a neat little uh, bleep bloop, and then the song kicks in.
1: I love also, before it gets full band, like everything that just kind of like like the the slide into everything. Yeah. I I love that. It's great.
2: I love the bleep bloops throughout the whole song, too. They're subtle, Um, but they're there.
0: Like the party piano synth. The kind of like quick tapping.
2: (laughs) I, I'm, Okay, this song is just so fucking fun But I really love the lines about the When everything is secure and nothing shakes It's like I'm chilling in heaven, aching to fall flat on my face And I feel like we can all relate to that whole Wait, this is too good I don't deserve whatever's happening that's so good in my life I just am ready to have it all fucking fall apart And <laughs> I, I, it's so easy to do that shit though Especially when you're a mess Like the three of us are (laughs) not speaking out too much for anyone, but it's, it's so easy to just feel not okay when things are going really right for you. So, yeah, but I don't know the bleep bloops in this song really get me. And I also really love the Jeff part because Jeff doesn't sing a whole lot in Antarctica. So yeah, he
0: does a lot of backing vocals and you know, like the, in two days where he does the pairing vocals
2: yeah. Um,
0: but usually on every Antarctica release, Jeff gets one verse or something. And this yeah. is the song that has that.
2: Which is funny because I've grown to just love Jeff Rosenstock so much yeah, because of Antarctica. And now I'm like, man, I kind of wish Jeff sang a little bit more sometimes. So <laughs>
0: When I first discovered Antarctica, of course, like being a big Jeff Rosenstock fan, I was a little let down that it wasn't him singing. But since I've yeah. gotten into the band and more into Chris Farren stuff, like... I think it makes more sense for Chris to be doing the vocals in this band.
2: It does. And Chris is also, I think, I've started to like his whole shtick a little bit more, too, just because he (laughs) seems like such a funny, ridiculous person. So I think I respect it more just because I didn't care a whole lot for Fake Problems. They have a song or two that I really liked, but... As I said, it wasn't my shit, and it wasn't any of our shit. So I just was kind of like, ah, Chris Farron, whatever. But then I was like, oh, man, he's fucking funny as shit. So.
3: <laughs> he has, <laughs> and he hates himself, yeah, too. So. the <laughs> internet presence, Chris Farron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, I mean, uh, I think it really gives a uh, bigger opportunity for Jeff to really shred and do the things he can really do well musically. Absolutely.
2: Does anyone have any more comments on this song? Because... I do not. I was just going to say that it transitions really seamlessly into losing my mind.
0: Oh, yeah. My last note, yeah, it goes, save me from myself, goes very nicely into losing my mind, which is just a very soothing kind of dreamscape synth 80s pop song oh i and said that too I that was my it. note
3: <laughs> sorry
0: we're walking all over no you. it's
3: okay
2: you're not no it's just that we all feel the same things yeah, about yeah. this so
1: i was like yeah it's got like a 80s ballad feel it to does it, like pop ballad feel um i think it's just like 100 rom-com material like i could see this <laughs> yes. i could oh, see this yeah. in a john cusack film just blasting in the background he's the lift you know he lifts up the fucking stereo and <laughs> wins the girl over um, but yeah those opening lines always hit me hard and um, the second verse line somehow I never wear myself out I'm always gonna stay the same oh well fuck that's heavy yeah. it is just accept like it's like well this is who I am and I'm not gonna fucking change you oh, know shit. what else
2: is really heavy the bleep bloops at 54 seconds <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying to think of what bleep bloops there are.
2: You'll have to go back and listen to it. I won't do the mouth bleep bloops like y'all do. I don't have That's the fair. confidence to do that shit, so. I'll really belt it out. I would sing stuff, but I'm not going to make weird like mouth noises about it, so. But I love the bleep bloops at 54 seconds.
0: <laughs> I just love that this song feels like it's kind of floating the whole time. It never it does. Punches, it never it like kind of goes up and down, but there's never big hits or anything. It's almost like a drum machine in the background so the drums Mm kind of stay the same volume they don't like go up or down with velocity or anything like that um and i just love the feeling of this song so much and oh it's great yeah there's a lot of good lyrical content in here that's super relatable yeah Yeah. it's a lot pretty much every
1: (laughs) you know any any day you know when you're just feeling alone or feeling stuck you know and you're just stuck in your fucking room. I mean, it's it's now. It's It's you know.
2: impressive to me how much they make all of the fucking dismal, terrible aspects of anxiety and depression sound so fun. I know. <laughs> it's like, I relate to this, but man, it just sounds so fun. All I can do is sing along and have a good time because they made it sound so awesome. <laughs>
1: hey, you know what? Whoever said working through your problems couldn't be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, I think maybe my favorite thing of this song favorite part of the song is that like the 145 mark there's like that guitar lead and the other guitars kind of going at each other there they just keep hitting all these sour notes and it's just so perfect and fitting and every single time it just kind of makes me laugh and it's like you were saying like it just makes you feel good despite the fact that he's singing about losing his mind Yeah. Um, and maybe those notes are trying to show that that losing of the mind like oh i'm not hitting the right notes right now yeah but i it's just so perfect it feels very quirky and brings me back to like that rom-com feel it's just like this cute little like (laughs) oh look they're playing this little lead and they're not doing great but it's okay
2: well the whole the whole record all of their stuff is just so brilliant because it's two amazing songwriters and musicians and composers coming together and creating this really beautiful thing and they're both losing their fucking minds. And so. I think they both
0: have like a sweet spot for this genre of music. Like kind of yeah. they grew up with some of this eighties uh, synth pop. And so they do a really good job of recapturing that and making it their own. Uh, and I'm glad you brought up the thing about the, the guitars doing those like weird sour notes. Um, Cause I noticed that as well. And I was just like, that's so cool that they're doing that, but it's not unbearable, but it's kind of falling right. apart a little bit, while yeah. singing about kind of falling into madness and feeling yeah. crazy. <laughs> I just feel like I
1: can see them sitting in that tiny little room recording this, and those parts weren't there. And they're like, "What should we put here?" And then they just both started fucking noodling at each other. And then we're recording. We're like, "Oh nope, that's it." Like we're, we're ju- like, I see them laughing back and <laughs> forth. Like, "Oh, what if we played this?" <laughs> you know. And
2: I hope I, that's how it
3: happened. Yeah. Like I just.
1: Like yeah, a happy accident kind fi- of thing? It's exactly, yeah. It's purely fiction in my mind. It's some fan, some Antarctica Vespucci fan fiction. Oh, don't even. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I just love to think of it that way.
0: Nice. Well, hooray for me. <laughs> track five.
1: This uh, might be another fave track contender for me. Same. Huh? uh I love I really love this song. I so uh it starts out with or doesn't start out with it. I um it's got the line I've got a lot of big decisions that I am never going to make. <laughs> and it's right after talking about getting his hair cut. Like I know she doesn't like it short. I got a lot of big decisions to make here. <laughs> this is totally me. Every little decision is monumental. And so I just can relate to that. And I just think to myself, if this decision about getting a haircut is this monumental or any other little decision, just imagine how difficult the real hard shit is. Like the real decisions in life. Like yeah.
2: buying an amp.
1: Yeah, like buying an amp. <laughs> you spend a whole year and a half to buy an amp. You get to play it once live and then the fucking pandemic hits. But uh, I I can totally relate to that. And I think this really speaks to the idea of like, okay, Everything is so difficult for me. I can't even make decisions this small. So I'm just kind of paralyzed. So instead of thinking about those big things in life, I'm just going to think about these small things and just kind of wait for somebody else to take care of me.
2: That's fair. I really like the line. No, go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead. I was going to make a dumb joke. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no, make your dumb joke. That's what we're here for.
0: That's Chris Fair in...
2: Uh, okay I wish I wouldn't have let
0: you so I think this is the last track I gotta go to bed <laughs> hey that's Chris Fair in <laughs> go ahead
3: <God> Boots. Damn.
2: <laughs> I, I love this song a lot it's also a contender for top track for me but the whole I want to live better than everyone I want to take over the world in my lifetime but if I just die that would be fine that whole shit it's just like I have all these big plans. There's all this shit I want to do, but also it's all overwhelming. So yeah. if I just fucking die, whatever, that's okay, yeah. you know. And <laughs> that's cool also too. the building your house. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And the way it's the whole the way that song is constructed and the way he sings all of that is so good. Um and then also the lines about building your house to crumble. I don't need a prophecy. I can totally really, to the feeling of just being as though I don't need you to tell me that what I'm doing is a bad idea or that you think it's going to fail I've already set myself up for that and just falling into some self deprecating bullshit and it's so stupidly relatable but it's a beautiful way to write it so it yeah. sounds a lot better when he says it that way than when I'm just like <laughs> well I'm gonna fucking fail at this because I suck so he puts it a lot more eloquently than I ever could
0: yeah, I think both of the lines you guys both highlighted there stick out a lot to me as well. The tough decisions, but you're just doing nothing. You Like, I, I gotta get a haircut. I, I don't know how I sh- how should I cut my hair? I don't know. Meanwhile, your partner is like doing real shit and they've got a hard day ahead of them, but you're just going around town and getting a haircut that you're not sure if you want to get or not. Also, speaking of that, have you guys seen Chris Farren uh, with his shaved head now? Yeah, and the fucking,
1: like, Adidas tracksuit. Oh, my suit. God. <laughs> I don't, Did you see uh, that picture?
0: Yes. I don't know if I like this version of Chris Farren at the moment.
1: Oh, I, I remember I I, look, I looked at it, and I looked over at Shannon and said, I really like the way Chris Farron's looking right now. Oh and and she was like, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> yeah, he's usually got he, – he's had the long hair for a while, and then I think he cut it kind of short for a little bit, and now it's just all gone mm-hmm. and – I bet shoot. his wife does not like that now. Yeah. I know. I love that. After hearing the line, uh, I know she doesn't like it short. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "That's way too much." Come on. It's got that stash too. The, the stash yeah. is too much for. I being, think that's you know. what really uh, yeah. is unsettling about the whole thing.
1: <laughs> for a little bit there, it looked like he kind of had a soul patch too, and I was not feeling. It's that. okay
2: when like sixty-year-old fathers have mustaches, but I feel as though there's something very wrong about people our age who just have a mustache except matt has a mustache and that's okay
1: i had a mustache for a little bit too you think there's something wrong with that
2: no it was now i know now i know it was creepy
1: pondering a mustache i know she doesn't like it at all (laughs) (laughs) i got a lot of big decisions
2: (laughs) you look like a dad though that's the thing
1: that is offensive.
2: Why is that offensive? What is offensive about that? Because
1: I do not want to be a father.
2: Well, no shit, but I'm just saying you have the dad vibe. It's okay that you don't want to be a father. Fuck that. It's
1: because my face is fat and jolly.
2: Mm, your face is not fat and jolly. I'm just saying. It's not anyway, jolly.
1: Your face <laughs> it is, is so not fat. jolly. It is Your face huge. is just
3: fat.
0: <laughs> do not bring jolly into this. It's you just got fat.
3: A
2: big old moon face. There is no jolly.
0: So, does anybody else got any more on hooray for me? <laughs> nope. It's just a rocking
1: track. That's all it I is. got. Yeah, it like is. I said, I think
0: you guys both hit it on the head there. Both the two lines that stick out the most. And the way, like you said, the way they deliver the... Uh, if I just die, that would be just fine. Because they kind of repeat the lines over and over again a, a bunch to like make it fit the music. And died. it's just, I love when a band can make something so like upsetting, so poppy and enjoyable to sing along to. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's just like hundreds of people screaming along. But if I just died, that would. <laughs> it's be also just kind of fine.
0: like. A- <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of also just a corny lyric, but it doesn't sound corny in this context. Right. In yeah. the way it's su- like the, the way, way it's delivered, delivered. Yes. Yeah. It feels very right and natural. But if that was just like a, a random pop punk band or like pop band saying like, if I just died, that would just be fine It would be. We would be like, man, that's just. There's no depth to it. But we know that this is him joking not joking around. Motorcycle. I hear it.
2: <laughs> Motorcycle drive by.
1: Yeah. It's almost like tongue-in-cheek, in in a way. Yeah. It's written, you
0: know? Yeah, I'd agree with that.
2: Did you get my reference?
0: Motorcycle drive-by? Drive-by truckers? (laughs) (laughs) Drive-by truckers?
2: (laughs) It's a Third Eye Blind song. (laughs) It is, I know. I knew that was a song. Yeah. Moving on,
1: track six.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's titled, Six in Roman Numerals. No, it's VI. Stands for Vespucci Beucci Incorporated.
1: In our, <laughs> Vesp- <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Damage Incorporated, Vespucci Incorporated. This is the metal song. Yeah, this this one's a ripper. <laughs> no, it
0: stands for Vespucci Instrumental.
2: Ooh, I like that.
0: You cracked the case because this is a instrumental track that is just guitar which might be a baritone. I oh, was okay. trying to figure it out. It sounds really thick for a guitar, uh, so it might be played on a on a baritone. It's a quickie. It's kind of a little bit of a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. On most albums, I would consider this a skipper. A throwaway track. I think it's okay if you skip this track, but it is nice. It's very pleasant. It's quick. It's easy. It does flow well with the record, so I don't skip it every time. Yeah. Is this
2: the end of side A?
0: I don't know. It's I either the end or I, I don't have it on vinyl, I realize, today. We do. I haven't listened to it.
2: Because we only recently got a new record player. Yeah. So
1: so we haven't spun it for a while. Yeah. Um, But no, I, I think it is, like you said, I think it's a good palate cleanser. It's got like some creaking chairs in the background, some birds. Someone's just playing their guitar kind of thing. Um, good midway marker of the album. I don't know if you guys got this, and I just honestly thought about it on my listen yesterday. It almost calls to crashing waves.
2: Yes, I can hear that.
1: It's not doing that rhythmic thing, but it has. I don't know if it's the same uh, notes or whatever, but it kind of has that like... Might have to try playing them back to back and see how it sounds. Just see how... Yeah, I I didn't get to do that, but it was just something that popped into my head. I was like, oh, Hmm. this kind of calls to that... You know.
2: Not something I've ever specifically thought about before, but now that you mention it, I can see where that would come from.
1: So something to check out for next time. Other than that, it's, it's fine. It's, it's good. fine.
2: Yeah, it's fine. It's fine.
1: Also, the record itself is like 25 minutes, so yeah. if you have an extra 40 seconds yeah. sitting around, I, I think
0: yeah. that's may why as well just listen to it. I, I don't mind it so much is because the record's pretty short in general, and it, it does help with the flow of the record. So we go from track six, V.I., Vespucci Instrumental, (laughs) into living in 2020. I mean, living in hell. (laughs) Damn, that's fucking
3: true.
2: (laughs) Too real.
0: I have a little story about this. It's not
1: specifically about this song, but um, one time at work, I was asked continually what kind of music I enjoy and I always brush it off and don't let anybody know my musical interests because I don't want them to you know one I just don't want them to know anything about me (laughs) (laughs) because I don't fucking want them to be my friends I
2: respect it (laughs)
1: and two I just don't want them to be like that's the the dude that listens to the weird music (laughs) but they kept hounding me one day like hounding and hounding and so I was like what is something I can just say off the top of my head that would be sort of normal you know what I mean yeah. And so I was like, Antarctico Vespucci, weird name, kind of normal. So I said, Antarctica Vespucci. And they were like, what? And they're like, okay, I'm looking this up. So I was like, "God damn it, you're looking it up right now to listen to. They pull it up on Spotify, and they're like, what's a good track? And I was like, I don't – they're like, how about I drew you once in art class? I was like, yeah, it's a good song. Let's listen to that real quick. So they put it on, and they were like, this sounds like the Office theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and so – I was listening to this in the beginning of it. Kind of sounds like it could be on the Office. Yeah,
0: it's got like yeah.
1: that like happy-go-lucky sound to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it just has all that extra instrumentation throughout the song too. That the Office theme song has all the keys and guitars and like there's like a glock and, and, whistles whistles and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that also just a little side tangent reminded me then of the Office episode where they go to robert california's mansion and swim in the pool and uh poots and i were watching the episode recently a couple months ago and all of a sudden she's like is that a jeff rosenstock song in the background and it was so quiet i didn't even hear it but it's super super quiet and then i was like i kind of hear it and she looked it up she's like yep there's a jeff song in the background (laughs) and it was the one song off vacations the one about The little fucker chewing through the... The little fucker's chewing through the plastic. Yeah. Yeah, can't complain. Yep.
2: I can't believe I picked it up because I don't notice a goddamn thing. And it just... My ears were like, what? Wait, is that Jeff? (laughs) Is that Jeff? Because I've been really on that record. So I I was like, what? what?"
1: (laughs) And then I was just like, okay, well, it makes sense that it's on The Office because he writes stuff that sounds like it could be The Office theme song. You know, yeah. and I don't mean that in any bad way because that theme song fucking rules. So that's totally unrelated, but the song kind of has that feel.
0: Bomb the Music Industry also did a version of the Weeds uh, theme music for one of their episodes. Oh, that's awesome.
2: Oh, I mean, I do have something sappy to say, and it's just the whole line about, like, uh, maybe if we would have never met, I, or whatever the fuck. I can't even think of this Oh, it's, line. Oh, yeah. uh,
1: it's if someone cared for it cared as, as much, much for me, me as, you as you do, do for me, me now,
2: now maybe we would have never met and i'd nice still be, be living yeah. in hell and i was like oh
1: yeah because it's just like if i would have met somebody else they could have taken care of me but i didn't i i found geo and you take care you of me you found josh and I'm,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys have each other
1: it's like i could have it basically it's like i could have found the wrong person and i'd still be unhappy but i found you and i'm not living in hell
2: anymore. yeah it's such a nice
1: it's
0: kind of it's a so nice sweet. sentiment i guess yeah. yeah we need to it's remember kind of to, uh, that reminds me the picture of the two of us from right after we saw Antarctica yes. Vespucci live at yes. the church in Philadelphia. Oh yeah. And then yeah. do you remember what it was captioned with? What you wrote on it?
2: Uh, I just keep talking and I'll
0: look. Okay. Yeah. We all went and saw Antarctica Vespucci at the first Utarian church in Philadelphia. Um uh, when was that? Uh, was it 2019 or 2018?
1: 2018. It was in dis- November or December?
0: It was November. right after Fest, wasn't it? Was it was right
1: after Fest. Yes. It, yes, because it was Friday night. We went and saw Daughters at the First Unitarian Church.
2: That's we were going right. to stay in Philly, but and then we, were, we didn't.
1: But then the next day, we drove. We totally switched gears and went back and saw Anarcho yes. And changed. it was, was really funny-
2: thing? Because we had planned to stay so we could just have a fucking shit show of a weekend because we're all a drunken mess. But instead, you drove to Daughters so I could get drunk because I can only tolerate certain (laughs) aspects of Daughters. And I wanted to get drunk and have a good time, but I drove to Antarctica and had a good time sober.
1: (laughs) Boots was drunk and fell asleep on the way back from Daughters. And Josh and I had an insane time. Well, Josh specifically had the worst time of driving through a fucking tornado essentially. <laughs>
3: That's I was right. Passed out.
1: And Boots was just passed out the whole time. It, we couldn't see anything. Dude, it was just like windshield wipers going. That was so gallery. scary. And then we both got the alert that said uh seek shelter yeah. tornado. And we and were we just were like, like,
0: well, we're driving an hour and a half from home, like driving down the fucking highway. And like you and I were just both looking all around us cuz the wind and rain was whipping around like, yeah. oh my god, that was yeah. so scary. Oh, and the and there was
1: somebody driving
0: without any lights on. Do you remember that? No. That sounds
1: about yeah, right. Yeah, there was though. just somebody they they were ahead of us thankfully and we could see them cuz they would brake, we could see their brake light, but oh my they God. didn't have any of their lights on or anything cuz they passed
0: us. That was terrifying. <laughs> driving yeah, in Yeah, it that. was terrifying. But you were a great co-pilot and we're keeping an eye out for like any trees that might be flying through the air. <laughs> yep. I had to be very vigilant on that one. Yeah. Any lucky Poots?
1: There it is. We look super wasted. Because you are. And it says, even when I'm sick of you, I'm not that sick of you.
0: <laughs> Which was a quote of what one of us said to each other. And the way we are just looking into each other's <laughs> eyes <laughs> drunkenly. Like, oh, my God. We'll make it sure that we like on the It looks like you're about to
2: passionately kiss. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's great. Memories. No bad memories. We're not on that song yet, though. We're still living actually, in hell.
0: Are we still living in hell? Do we have more on that? Yeah, I, have
1: a, I do. I have a few okay. little things I can go off of if that's chill. Yeah, go for it. This one has some more relatable lyrics for me. Just that right out the gate all the time that I waste thinking only of myself, worrying about money, worrying if I'm safe. You try not to focus too much on these types of things or yourself too often, but it's really easy to get lost in that shit. And then I can't believe, Josh, you didn't bring this up. It has one of the best moments of the entire record. Oh, I know it's I your was, favorite I was gonna, thing.
0: I was going to get to this, so I'm glad we, we yes. circled back to it.
1: It's got the great, great, oh, mom, I'm going to die alone. And the harmonies on, die alone.
2: Oh, mom, I'm going to die alone.
3: Going to die alone. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's really good.
0: Anytime you can harmonize and make like a beautiful thing out of the lines about dying alone it's just so good it's great yeah and the fact on that uh, that line that he's like calling out to his mom like makes it even more yeah. tragic but then like the way they <laughs> harmonize on it it's beautiful it's very yeah. confusing and right
1: after that there's some really great wailing guitars at that point and then at the end just the like some real good uh meowing on the guitar to me i don't know if they're really living in hell so much as living in the cool fucking rock song yeah <laughs> Oh, this one ends and fades out directly into the next track. So No Bad Memories has the really sick Blink-182 going away to college intro.
0: Yeah. It's recorded. like You can kind of tell it's like a room mic, and you can hear the actual guitar being strummed, and then it sounds like the amp is like in the distance. Yep. Yeah, I love that intro. And
1: uh, Living in Hell is just fading out in the background of it.
0: Yeah, it's really good.
1: Yeah, as soon as I realized again that that just sounded like Blink-182, I had to go and listened to Going Away to College. And then <laughs> it led down a path of me listening to a bunch of other Blink-182, which we don't need to get into because Boots will get angry at me if I do. No. But yeah, it's got that really great intro, and then it's just followed by some really awesome guitar rippage. It's a really rockin', fun driving song. It's got some cool drops with some swelling guitars while the bass and the drums keep the song driving the whole time. It's just one of the other tracks on this album that really gets me pumped feeling good and just makes me want to party with my pals
0: yeah this one's uh pretty upbeat for the vibe of this record
1: probably another contender for me for favorite track honestly like it's kind of one of those sleeper tracks on the album uh one of the deep cuts that you wouldn't expect to be one of the better songs For sure. especially hard on this record with so many bangers, but...
0: Yeah, this one has more relatable lyrics. It opens up with, was it all my fault or just a little bit? Did I let all my friends down again? Just that constant anxiety and overthinking. Are you doing enough for your friends and making sure that they're okay? And am I doing too much, not enough? Absolutely.
2: Well, that's the joy in not really having any friends. (laughs) So you don't have to worry about letting them down when you barely have them.
0: I don't
1: have any bad memories because I don't have any friends.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. I have some friends that I have hold very near and dear to me, but I don't really worry about letting them down because I don't care about anything.
1: And I don't fucking care about them. So I don't worry about
0: letting them down. I
2: care about them, but this is poots and you fucking take it or leave it.
0: (laughs) Damn. This is another one. Like almost every song on this record, probably every song on this record that just has a catchy hook. The, chorus with the bad memories when I close my eyes it's the only thing I see hold on to me like a parasite or an endless fever dream like the way that is like oh it's just so fun to sing along to it mm-hmm.
2: hold on to me like oh. a parasite or an endless, endless fever, fever dream. dream
0: the
1: the time where they like cut and it's just him singing with the clean guitar oh yeah, yeah. that part is really good and he kind of like, like really
2: uh endless endless fever
3: fever
1: kind of like really belts it out there kind of uh, f- fuck it i don't know how to describe vocal f- he like adds a little like f- trill to his voice or some shit i don't know yeah but it's really nice it's really good
0: and this is also the one where they do the like high-pitched so, like after this Oo-o-wee! stuff yeah
1: yeah <laughs> T- yeah and it it sounds like it's a guitar there's like
0: ripping like, but yeah vocal guitar solo noises <laughs> yeah it's really good it's a lot of fun
2: This record has a lot of really awesome, pretty seamless transitions between tracks.
0: Yeah, because this kind of upbeat number goes into Crashing Waves, which it drifts into this almost light jazz guitar riff.
2: Not jazz.
0: No, jazz. No, (laughs) not jazz.
1: The good jazz. Not the jazz. Yeah, this is like the, the most mellow track of the record. You kinda get lost in those guitar hits, that strumming pattern that they set right at the beginning of the song. And honestly, that rhythmic feel is almost like waves, which I am assuming they kind of had in their mind. But it's just really great imagery throughout the whole song. The cars passing by outside sound like crashing waves. What a good way to describe traffic in the city or whatever. As and, much um, as
0: uh, traffic passing by my house interferes with uh, us recording this, when I'm not doing anything important, it's kind of nice sometimes, especially like later in the evening when it's not so much. It's kind of quiet, and then you get a car that passes by.
1: Especially if it's not a loud-ass person peeling out of yeah. you know Turkey Hill or something Just like that. Just
2: a car driving by.
1: It's almost that ebb and flow of the ocean exactly
2: by outside sound like crashing waves
1: and in a vaguely calming way which is very true like you're saying like you get that calming feel yeah you get that rhythmic passing by
0: it shouldn't make sense for like traffic calming you because it's mechanical and man-made whereas the ocean is so peaceful and natural. But it's such a big part of our lives. We hear
1: it all the time. So a lot of times people don't know how to deal with silence, which is unfortunate, but <laughs> it's just the way it fucking is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, ask me that question when we live in the fucking woods and how happy I'll be.
1: Yeah, I mean you'll be hearing different sounds. You'll hear nature sounds and you'll love it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. Um I I think it's the bass line doing it. I don't think it's a guitar picking, but the bass line that do
0: do 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 yeah it's so good that walking bass line
1: it really ties it together and it's got the really good line I'm ready to leave as soon as I arrive yes this is I think that's one of the best lines on the record I
0: just stopped by to show you I'm alive I'm ready to leave as soon as I arrive perfectly describes me to a T yeah oh
2: that's my fucking MO for all of existence (laughs) and every social thing that I ever do
1: this is me fulfilling my social obligation (laughs) now that I've seen you for five minutes and you know well, I'm not dead. Can I go, please? <laughs> Can I leave now? And I'm not getting permission. I'm actually just going to leave. And I
0: already left.
2: I hate... I've always been weird about social interactions and even... Uh, this song, that line specifically really hits me in the feels very hard because I have this like little like book thing that I do and I swap books with friends. And even that... These are people that I love hanging out with and love interacting with. And every fucking time I'm getting ready to go do this, I have to psych myself up and not bail on it. And it's so stupid because every time I'm there, I'm just like, this is the best time. And I love doing this. And it's something that I look forward to so much. But outside of that and so many other things that I do, and when I first started doing that, it's just every fucking time I got so nervous and anxious that I would just be sitting there thinking okay it's time for me to go how can i bail can i fake an illness can i leave and this is me in every sort of social situation ever or like any unexpected social situation i think justin and i were going to go out to a restaurant once and we walked by and a bunch of our friends were there and i think we have to go home i can't go in i can't do this it's just so stupid it's so fucking stupid but that i'm ready to leave as soon as i arrive is man fucking ingrained in me because I'm mm-hmm. so socially uncomfortable and unfortunately tend to use alcohol as a crutch in a lot of social situations including going to shows which is something else that I really like doing but to psych myself up and be around people that I don't know especially it's so fucking hard but just in general it's I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, wherever I get there I'm I'm done I'm ready to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's just that constant push and pull of wanting that social interaction. Because we all want we all want that. We all desire it and need it as human beings. But then it's just like ah, I
2: it's hard. Don't,
1: I don't need it. I don't know if I need it that yeah, much. I don't know
2: if I really I need it. Need a it
1: little bit, but, but I Yeah. Yeah, so I don't go insane. There's so I,
2: very few people who I don't feel that way around. Yeah. I have like well, I have a yeah. very select group of people, you two included who I don't feel that way around. And I and even when I used to hang out with the two of you before, <laughs> I would be like, Yeah, I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be really fun and then leading up to it I was just like, Do I actually wanna do that? Yeah. Oh my
3: god, what's
2: going on? And then it, you it's the psyching yourself up to it and it's just a weird feeling. Yeah. It's it a really is. weird feeling. Yeah. Well, well, and you know what now I regret every single show that yeah. happened a block exactly. away from my fucking house that I didn't go to because who the fuck knows when we're ever gonna see yeah. live music Live music that we actually want to see, because I know that places are doing certain outdoor oh, yeah, live no, music. No, no,
1: I just saw there was a there was a really nice ad for uh, the Front Bottoms drive-in show in like Frederick and you know Maryland what, Phantom Shit.
2: Power's doing all tons of like outside shows. It's yeah. just not bands that I'm interested in. So let me. There's the. There's the asterisk to that whole thing because live music is happening again. It's just not stuff that I want to see because I want to see weird shit in basements and it's yeah. <laughs> settings that it's super not safe and the bands that I want to see are not doing anything because they're all old people that work like us. So, yeah, social anxiety's a bitch. But also I just think now about how the last six months, while they have been really terrible, have kind of been a little bit relieving to me because any sort of social interaction is mostly off the table, (laughs) except with people that I truly feel comfortable with. You know what I mean? And I I always say that I want to make more friends and everything, but I don't think that's actually true. I think that I have my group of friends and that's good enough for me because they're all weird and fucked up just like me. So when I bail the day of a plan now, and I'm just (laughs) like, I can't. They understand. You know what I mean, though? You, You have to have people that understand that you're a weird, fucked up human being because I think most people are way more social than the three of us are. <laughs> well, I think so, a lot
1: of people aren't willing to admit that they are also weird, fucked up individuals. Yeah, but most people they just hide. thrive on
2: shit. being social and I do not.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah, anyway. It's all good. Antarctica makes me feel less alone about my fucked up bullshit.
1: (laughs) But anyway, these crashing waves just really calm me (laughs) in my social anxiety. Yeah.
0: Well, now that you've calmed down, let's uh, go into this bittersweet ending. And bittersweet it is. I See Failure. Kind of a bummer title for this band. Like, everything's usually pretty positive or neutral.
1: Uh, I think it's pretty negative when they say they're going to give up on the band U2. Shut up. I mean, come on. They gave everybody a free album. That's pretty negative to be like, I'm going to give up on them.
0: They just want the people to have something. So (laughs) can we put it into our uh, podcast drinking game that every time we mention you two in an episode, because it's always once it seems like we bring up you two. (laughs) You got to chug when we you talk to, about you too.
1: Yeah. You got to do like four shots. <laughs> Don't actually do four shots. Just chug the rest yeah, of your beer. Drink responsibly.
0: Um, yeah.
1: I See Failure. This was my favorite track the first time I ever listened. Like that time you let me borrow your phone when we were working together and I listened to this album. It got to I See Failure and I was like, oh shit, this one really resonates. And not even like with lyrical content at the time, just musically, too. It just is a very well-composed song. It has an urgency, and it brings the feels. And I have underlined in all caps, BITTERSWEET. And you said, BITTERSWEET ENDING. I remember a couple years ago, I forget which fest it was, Antarctica was not playing. But the bass player that usually plays in the band, John, he was playing in another band of his that year, and they were driving down to fest, and he was doing like a AMA on his Instagram, and someone asked, "What is your favorite Jeff song to play live?" And he said that this was his favorite Jeff song that Jeff ever wrote that he loves to play live. Wow. At least I'm if hopefully I'm remembering that correctly. But I think he yeah. I think several people asked that and he answered all of the times as I See Failure" was his favorite Jeff huh? uh, composed song.
0: Nice. I remember that. And the band he was playing with was The Fad. Yes. Ska band out of Long Island. I watched that set. It was very fun.
1: Nice. I did not watch that set
0: because I usually don't go see Ska sets. They did a No Doubt cover off the cuff. (laughs) That sounds fun, though. No 311? Uh, I'm sure John was doing a little bit of that. He plays guitar in that band, so that was interesting to see him play guitar. Usually he's playing bass in bands.
2: I thought you meant he played guitar in 3.11. (laughs) No,
0: he did that as well.
1: He wrote most of the 3.11 songs. So at the 158 mark, it's got the real catchy hooks. There's like a, a drum change up on the third measure that's just got this really good groove. It's right before the 2.16 mark where things start getting a little anxiety driven, in my opinion. Chris just starts off with this long string of lyrics where there's minimal breath takes. And it just gives this feel of a manic state. And he's unable to stop the increasing flow of thoughts and concerns and fears and anxieties racing into him. And he's basically just saying that through those lyrics. Like, when I get upset and I try to go out with your friends and I try to do this and I'm, everything's just building up all these emotions. Am I worthless or whatever, you know, all that stuff. And I think that section of the song just works so well with his vocal delivery because you just really feel like his own anxieties and fears piling up as he's just rattling them off. And then it just really piles up, piles up, piles up into them doing that final chorus and just really ending the song with a bang.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I see what you did.
1: But that's... Great closing track. It's a really like it's a really good closing track, and I know you said it seems kinda weird because it's kind of a negative song title at least. But I think maybe this album itself is just kind of always building to that moment. And sometimes the only resolution is just to
0: accept it. That's my take on it right now. I think that's a really great way to look at it.
1: It's got the really fast tremolo picking guitars and everything, just really fucking digging in there.
2: I just think that overall this record has such relatable lyrical content, and it's fun. I mean, it makes you feel not so alone and makes you feel less like a crazy person, which is really great, but it's fun. It makes like feeling like a fucked up mess fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i I agree with that a hundred percent. it's. It's a mess in the sense lyrically that it just shows that we all are struggling through things, big and small, but they make a really fun way of venting that, you know, releasing those issues you might be going through. This record's a lot of fun to sing along with with your friends, either live or just drunk in the house at two in the morning. Hell yeah. I suggest you do that. And if you're having trouble finding somebody, feel free to reach out to us. We will sing along with you oh, yeah. anytime uh, to this record, for sure.
2: It's not going to sound good, but we'll do oh, it. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Last thoughts I had on this were, I um, wanted to talk about this a little earlier, but uh, I don't know if it was the same year or if it was the next year. I mean, technically, it might be the next year because... It was New Year's Eve. We were, the three of us, having just like a get-together at the house, and we decided to walk downtown and see the rose drop <laughs> instead of the ball drop. And um, it was really cold, way too cold, and it was really lame. It was not a good time nope. downtown. So we ended up at the Federal Tap House, which oh, has- yeah. What do they flout? Like 100 taps on- be- like it's 100 beers on tap. It's too much. Whatever it is. Yeah, So, we looked at the uh, beer list for like 10 minutes. Couldn't decide because it's like a haircut. (laughs) All those monumental decisions you just cannot make.
2: When you're already drunk.
1: When you're already drunk. So, we just got whiskey cokes. We sat down and the ball dropped and we-
2: I think Josh and I both kissed you.
0: I was going to say, I think we all kissed. (laughs) kisses were
1: had (laughs) it was the new year you bring it in right (laughs) we headed back home we threw on this record and we danced the night just drunkenly danced around singing this with utah like he was having a blast too we were all just hanging out and it just was it was it's just a great record to put on with your friends and have a great time yeah
3: it It
0: really is like Just putting this on, even listening to it for the podcast this week, I wasn't listening to it with you guys, but listening to it alone, like just brought back all these good memories and just in general, listening to it made me feel really good. And I don't love this time of year, but listening to this record during it did make me feel a little better. Like it brought that little bit of positivity and like okayness while listening to it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. yeah, it's a really enjoyable record. The one story I wanted to share, if that's okay yeah go for it. is when we saw them in Philly at the church we were crammed up front, and we're singing along, having a good time. We look over, and there's this little girl, oh, and yeah. I guess it was her dad she was with, you know he looked like an older um put together punk dad, <laughs> not a trashy punk dad, <laughs> but you know he's there, and this girl had to have been like what eight, nine years old, she was very young, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And she's like getting smashed by everybody, but she's singing along to every song uh, right at the front of the stage and everything like clearly having the best time. And Chris Farron sees her and he points her out in between songs and tells her and her dad, like you guys can come up on stage and stand off to the side and watch us. So you're not getting crushed with all this stuff happen happening. And I just thought that was really cool. Like that little girl had like the best experience like clearly somehow she got into this through her dad or whatever and then to have the band that she's clearly obsessed with be like oh hey you come on up here and like they all like talk to her a little bit after the show and stuff and you could just tell that she had the best night ever and that just warmed my heart even more seeing a cool band that you like doing something nice for that little kid for sure
2: it was so sweet and so heartwarming and I need to like fact check this, but no matter what, I did end up finding the dad and I followed the dad on Instagram because I thought it was so sweet and so cute. But I'm pretty sure small world bullshit, that person knows Chumpire.
3: Oh wow. So <laughs>
2: I, I'm pretty sure. I'm That's pretty cool. sure that all came full circle. <laughs> I'll I'll double check that to be sure, but we could definitely tag that person in this post because that was One of the most wholesome, sweetest punk dad things I've ever seen in my entire life, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because she got up on the the side of that stage, and she was singing every word. She was having such a good time.
2: She knew all of it. It was so cool. It
0: was awesome. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. It's just cool knowing that, like, this little punk band that we like made like super punk band that's not even like a real band, technically you know yeah. puts out an album every couple of years maybe um and barely tours like that this little girl is following that and into music like that and who knows what kind of doors that can open for her
2: it's so great
0: yeah that was just a really cool moment <laughs> I guess that'll wrap it up for Leaving La Vida Loca by Antarctica Vespucci. This one's near and dear to our hearts. Uh, makes us feel good. Check it out for sure.
1: Oh, shit. Hang on. Sorry. We got to give our
0: ratings for this
1: record.
2: And also, oh. we all have to give our Their top track. track.
1: Okay. Yeah. I honestly just I, ju- I
3: that. I just, just
0: remember okay. that. I'm glad you did. All right. So now that Fuck. we are wrapping up this record, let's give our ratings and favorite track.
2: Jay watt you go first.
0: Okay. Put me on the spot. (laughs) Ooh, this one. Rating-wise, I'm going to give this record 9 out of 10 Crashing Waves. Ooh. And my top track, I think I'm going to go with Losing My Mind.
1: Nice. It's a good one.
0: I mean, there's so many hits on there, but Losing My Mind, just something about that vibe of how it just... Floats makes me feel so good I love it who's next? Poots?
2: okay I'm gonna give this nine hoorays out of ten (laughs) I was trying to work something into leaving La Vida Loco but I just couldn't do it (laughs) I love this record so much because I relate to it so much and I'm so familiar with it it's so hard for me to properly articulate my feels on it so y'all just need to fucking listen to it Um, my top track is Save Me From Myself
0: nice Nice. All those bleep bloops.
2: I the bleep bloops get me.
1: <laughs> no did you get nine what what was your rating Nine? Nine. Nine bleeps out of ten bloops.
2: Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah, okay. Nine bleeps <laughs> out of ten bloops. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. There right, we go. Pappy. Uh I think I might give this one nine bad memories out of <laughs> ten no bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> oh no, wait, no. Uh, you know what? I'll give it. I'll give it a a nine out of two days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How did you come up with the bleep bloop things for me, which was so good?
1: And then that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's because I am gonna give it a six out of vi i don't know
2: no <laughs> don't give it a six you can't do that
1: a six out of vi would be a six out of six it's a hundred oh. percent math come on
2: you Okay. Um, hey, we had a situation earlier you know i can't do math
0: <laughs> favorite track <laughs> Pappy. well
1: i think my favorite track it's like you said it's just so spit it's it so out tough
2: spit it out Trick one wrap it up i think
1: i'm gonna i'm you know what i'm gonna go with no bad memories perfect i think that's a i think that's a sleeper track that deserves to be on the list
0: hell yeah
2: all right so you can find
0: those three tracks on our spotify playlist along with the top three tracks from each album we cover every episode just search my friend's favorite (laughs) records uh you'll find the podcast and the playlist on spotify so now that we've gotten through all of that It is time to start the next round, which means Boots gets to pick a record to assign us for next episode.
2: Okay. So I got to say I'm really fucking torn and I've been thinking about this for a while now and I still don't know. So I'm going to flip a guitar pick to pick between the two (laughs) records. I'm not going to tell you obviously what the two records are because whatever one I don't pick now is probably going to get assigned in the next round for me. Okay.
0: And you have but you, you've decided which side is which?
2: I have. So So you know that's heads. A, so basically.
1: There's a blank side and then there is the tortex dunlop. Yeah. The tor- the tortoise on, the,
0: What's that on a, the side. Is that a point seventy one millimeter? It uh, doesn't it's a matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. All right. All right.
1: I don't really use those now. I I switch to those with Chalmers. I usually use the. Wrap it up. Do you use Uh, a thinner
0: one or a heavier? No, thicker one usually. I've been going a little thinner lately with my guitar picks. Yeah, I went.
3: I went
1: thinner with, uh, with Chalmers. But you know, sometimes with some of the older material, you gotta go a little heavier.
0: You know. (laughs) No, I feel you. Well, anyway, boots. Are you
1: gonna
0: flip it? You could have flipped (laughs) it while we were rambling on like it. That was
1: a terrible flip. She just literally threw it. She just she went like I this. I couldn't even see it.
2: <laughs> this right. is what she did. <laughs> that is what I did. I just threw it.
1: Look, can I flip it for you for Yeah, real? flip it for me. Look, you got to do a little.
2: <laughs> All right, that's not what I was expecting. No tortoise. But, okay, it's no tortoise. So.
0: No, the no, no tortoise B I G?
2: Yep.
3: Yep. <laughs>
2: the record. That has been chosen by the guitar pick is Dan Andriano in the emergency room, Party Adjacent.
1: Oh, shit. So we're kind of rolling on this whole Antarctica Jeff vibe.
2: Okay, so here's the thing. I was really torn between the two records that were on this pick. (laughs) And I was going to just go with this record because we were already riding on that Jeff vibe. Um and then I just thought about it and I was like I don't fucking know and then I really had a change of heart today and I decided I was gonna have to flip a coin or something over it but I, the only thing I'm gonna say about this is I don't think either of you are super familiar with this at all I'm sure you've at least heard it once because I know for a fact that I put the record on and made you both listen to it um, because I'm fucking obsessed with it and I was especially obsessed with it uh, about a year or two ago But Jeff produced this record. So there is a very heavy Jeff Rosenstock influence. And I think that you, Josh, will like a lot of elements of that. But I think something you might struggle with is wanting Jeff to be doing vocals on
3: this (laughs) record.
2: (laughs) Because there is... And also um, the drummer from Hard Girls, who is a band that I think we all like now yes. i know justin and i love it i know you've recently gotten on it um but the drummer from hard girls i believe played Th- on this
1: didn't the the guitarist from hard girls play on it
2: was it two of them was it the guitarist or Maybe. the drummer
1: i thought it was mike is not okay. there a mike in the we're band we're going to go Tune ahead and do a fact check
2: on that <laughs> We're going to do a fact check on that next week, but Tune Jeff- in
1: next week when we talk about the Jeff Rosenstock trio.
2: <laughs> Basically. But Jeff Rosenstock produced this. It's very evident. Um, his influence is seriously heavy in this. I have a lot to say about it. I hope that neither of you hate it. I hope that you can find enjoyable things about it, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about next week, motherfuckers. M double overs.
0: Hell yes. So you've definitely like spewed your spiel at me before about why I should listen to this record. I know. And guess what? I still haven't. I might, <laughs> That's I've, shocking. I, I've definitely like listened to parts of it for sure, but I definitely have never listened to the whole record and I don't really remember exactly what it sounded like. Um. So now I'll finally have to listen to it and I can finally make the decision on whether I will keep listening to it or not. There you go. <laughs> Pappy, what are your... Uh, thoughts and relations um, on this record i've definitely heard it when
1: uh poots put it on because she was listening to it quite a bit but i have not listened to it since that period of time which was probably like
2: almost, like, two, years almost ago. two years
1: ago so i have not put it on since uh there is one song that i know that is popping into my head right now that i was for me the banger back then, so which song tell me we'll see if it's still the banger we'll save it for no tell me week. no save it know. For I wanna know. save it for the next pod
2: week? I wanna know
1: that uh I don't know the words, I can't I'm digesting my human being or something like that he
2: hum- my human being, yeah, 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 it's just catchy
1: yeah, that song so that's the only song I remember honestly right now from that record, so okay. It'll probably like jog my memory when I listen to it, but it's not something I've ever deep-dived.
2: I think that when you, you especially, Josh, give this a nice deep dive, you're just going to be like, oh, that's Jeff, that's Jeff, that's Jeff. Jeff,
0: Jeff, 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 Jeff. Yeah. Which is basically what I do with every record that we cover. It's like, how do I relate this to Jeff Rosenstock?
2: Well, yeah, it'll be easy to do with this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Modern
0: life
1: is Jeff Rosenstock. <laughs>
0: Yeah well, great. I am interested in listening to this. <laughs>
2: uh, You're not excited though.
0: Yeah because I this I'm be honest, this might be a swing and a miss for me. Maybe.
2: I know that. That's why I was having but a really hard time picking this.
0: That's the fun of it. I'm I don't think it's a record I'm going to be mad at you for assigning so i don't think so either i'll try to keep that in mind when i'm trying to pick out my record to assign to everybody after this one
2: (laughs) i haven't assigned you taylor swift or some terrible pop shit yet so i mean i i'm picking things that i think are kind of a safe bet but not totally a safe bet are you okay
0: I really gotta pee. <laughs>
2: okay. Um yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to torture either of you, obviously at this point. It'll happen, but oh, not yeah. yet. So Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I don't think this will be torture at all. I think this will <laughs> this'll be, like I said, interesting for sure. I think it'll be a good discussion for next week for sure.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh visit us on Instagram and Facebook at my friends favorite records and our website, my friends favorite Or email us at myfriendsfavoriterecords at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear. Uh, If you've been listening along, uh, let us know what you think of the records. And until next week, you've been listening to My Friends Favorite Records. And where's my shoes? shoes?